I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and we're sharing about the importance and the power of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. These are the highest activities of, of man, the greatest things we can do, because we were created to glorify God. And we do this, first of all, by our worship, and then only secondly by our works. And so, of top importance is our praise and worship. They define who we are. They connect us to the life, the grace, the power of God, the holiness of God. You know, if we try and live our Christian life without the foundation, the necessary foundation of praise and worship, then we'll find ourselves trying to do it in our own strength, and we're bound to fail because we were created to function under the grace of God, under his life, under his power. Um, but while we seek to live from ourselves as our own base of operation, we are cut off from the life of God that God is offering to us. With ourselves at the center, everything depends on us, and that results in stress and uh, anxiety and failure because we were not designed to live that way. We were designed by, by depending on God as our center and our source of life. And so, through praise, we can, and through cultivating a lifestyle of praise, we can move our heart more and more toward God, trusting in Him and surrendering to Him as our center, depending on Him and His grace as our base of operation. And so, it's a very practical way we can actually move our hearts into that place where we live as God meant us to live. As we build our life on a foundation of praise, God is in, becomes enthroned on our praises and becomes our center, our source of life. We see that in Psalm 22. It says, you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel, enthroned on the praises of your people. And so in other words, God's presence becomes enthroned in us. It becomes the center of our life. Uh, as we praise him, we will then find greater freedom of heart as we get set free from all kinds of bondages that result from our futile attempt to be our own God, trying to control everything ourselves rather than putting our trust in God. And so these three activities of praise, thanksgiving and worship, they all work together and flow together as ways to approach and relate to God. In thanksgiving, we acknowledge God's goodness to us and his grace. And, and so it causes us to be rightly related and adjusted and yielded, connected to the grace of God. In praise, we acknowledge God's greatness, causing us to be rightly related to God's greatness and submitted to his greatness. And in worship, which is the highest of the three, um, we enter into direct spirit-to-spirit, face-to-face communion with God. Uh, this is where we particularly acknowledge God's holiness and that causes us to be rightly related and surrendered to his holiness. And so we come into, in this way, into a deep personal knowledge of God through experience, through encountering God as he is. Through thanksgiving, praise and worship, our heart becomes fine-tuned and receptive to the presence of God so that we can receive the fullness of his grace for us and become filled with the Holy Spirit and his grace for our lives.
So a good verse to introduce Thanksgiving is Hebrews chapter 12, 28. It says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, or let us be thankful. There are two possible translations here. By which, by which grace we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Now the King, New King James says, let us have grace. But the NIV says, let us be thankful. Uh, in fact, both are correct, because both grace and thanksgiving derive from the same Greek word charis. And so there is a very th close link between thanksgiving and grace. An unthankful heart, an unthankful person is disconnected to the grace of God. We cannot enjoy the grace of God without being thankful. The full meaning of this verse actually can only be found when we combine both meanings. So, and it explains how we are to receive everything God has for us in his kingdom. You see, it says, therefore, since we are receiving, this is about receiving a kingdom, receiving God's grace. God's grace comes to us from his authority, from his kingdom. We have to submit to that grace to receive it. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, this is solid. The grace of God is solid and firm and something we can trust in. He says, since we are receiving a kingdom, let us have grace or, or be thankful by which, by which grace we may serve God acceptably. So we receive, first of all, by being thankful for his kingdom and his grace. In this way, we then possess his grace in our hearts, and then having received this grace, and we have this grace, then on the basis of this grace and in the power of that grace, we can serve God acceptably. Praise God. And so grace is what God makes available to us as a free gift through Christ. This grace is in the Spirit. But to possess it in our heart, we must activate it first by thanksgiving and acknowledging God as the source of this grace. So as we thank God, we acknowledge and we activate that grace so that it can flow into our heart. We can receive it. Then we can receive it and possess it in our heart. And then we can live out from that grace. It's a bit like downloading something from the internet. You first of all have to activate it by bringing up that website on your screen. You have to make it present to you. You have to activate it so that it's available to you to download. Then you can download it. And likewise, you make God's grace present and active to you by acknowledging God's grace and giving thanks for his grace by thanksgiving. Then you can receive that grace, that download it into your heart. Thanksgiving also is the appropriate response to an act of giving. So thanksgiving, giving is in the word thanksgiving. So it's a, it's a response where you give something back to the giver. You acknowledge the gift and the giver by giving your own gift of words back to them. And so thanksgiving is an act of giving or grace, which is why giving, as I say, is in the word thanksgiving. And so when you give thanks, you are moving in the same spirit as the giver, as God. And that keeps you connected to God and in harmony with his spirit of grace in your heart. And that opens your heart to receive even more of his grace because you are flowing with God. You're in the same spirit of God. So it's very important. Thanksgiving acknowledges God as your source. 
and so it keeps you connected to God as your source of grace and life. And so if we are ungrateful, we, we stop the flow of grace in our, in our lives. So we need to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and a lifestyle of giving thanks. And then we will continually grow in the grace of God. And so we're going to look at some key verses on thanksgiving. First of all, Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. This is a command, not a suggestion. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we see here that everything we do should be in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is, governed by his authority, and everything we should do should also be an expression of his grace that we've received in our hearts. Um, and then it says we should be, that grace we should be continually thankful for, giving him thanks. So constantly whatever we do, we do in the name of Jesus, and also whatever we do, we give thanks, acknowledging the grace of God that empowers us to do that. And so we see that thanksgiving should be a lifestyle, not an occasional activity, but a whole way of life. That's confirmed in our next passage, Ephesians chapter 5. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be being filled continually with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always, lifestyle, always, for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we receive the Spirit in our heart by faith, but to stay filled with the Holy Spirit requires that we keep our hearts soft and open to the grace of God. How? By a continual a lifestyle of thanksgiving, giving thanks always, he says, where we're thanking him for his continual supply of grace to us. By the way, we don't give thanks to God for all things. You know, uh, for instance, we don't give thanks to God for evil things because evil things don't come from God. Sickness and curse do not come from God. And so God didn't give it to us, so we shouldn't thank God for those things. Because there was a false teaching out there, you should thank God for your sickness. You should thank God for the bad things that happen to you. No, you only thank a person for what they give us. And to do that is to blaspheme God, is to blame God for evil. And so to give thanks to God for evil is to speak evil of his name, to blame him for what he hasn't done. James 1.13 says, Let no one say, I wish Christians would read this, Let no one say when he is te tempted or tested by evil things, I am tempted by God. He says, don't say you're tempted by God. Don't say God did that to me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. So God has no, can, does not uh, bring evil things. Ephesians uh, 5.20 says, giving thanks for all things that are in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So sickness is not in the name of Jesus. Sin is not in the name. Curse is not in the name of Jesus. We are to give thanks for all things that are in the name of Jesus. Righteousness, holiness, blessing, victory, honor, wisdom, all these things are in his name and we should give thanks to him for those things. Well, 1 Thessalonians is our third passage, chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. 
for this is the will of Christ, of God, in Christ Jesus for you. Notice it says, in everything give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything give thanks. Again, in every situation. Now, even in negative circumstances, especially in negative circumstances, I would say, we should give thanks. In everything give thanks to God, not for the evil, but acknowledging everything that he's done for us, every good thing that he's done for us, acknowledging what he's going to do for us through this situation even, he's going to work it for good, and, and what he's going to do, that he's going to turn this and bring us better out of this situation. And by giving thanks in that situation, we stay hooked up to his grace uh, and to the supply of what we need to overcome in that situation. So we can say, thank you, Lord. You'll turn this around for my good, just as you promised. I'll come out of this better than before, stronger than before. It says, this is the will of God concerning you. In other words, we think, do you want to know the will of God for your life? Well, this is it. Give thanks in every situation. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. That's your appropriate response to God's goodness. Even in the bad situations, you are honoring God and you're acknowledging that God is good. And then our fourth passage on thanksgiving is Philippians 4, 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So thanksgiving should fill our prayers. In fact, our prayer is not complete until it is accompanied with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving acknowledges that God loves us, that he hears our prayer, and he is responding to our request. It expresses our faith and our confidence in God's grace. And so we, we thank God even before we see the answer. That's called the sacrifice of thanksgiving. We honor him in that way. See, there are two kinds of thanksgiving. The basic one is just to respond to what God has already provided in our life, what already has happened in our life. We should, it's just good manners to thank God when he does something for us. Uh, we shouldn't take God's blessings for granted. You know, um, the, the fact that we have health, the fact that we have a roof, to a house to live in. We should acknowledge every good thing that God gives us. Uh, that's just good manners. The higher kind of thanksgiving, however, is called the sacrifice of thanksgiving, which is based on his character, on his love, on his faithfulness, rather than any particular manifestation of his love. So, for example, a father says to a son, I will give you a bike for your birthday. Now, if the son believes his father then he will immediately start to give thanks even before he sees the bike, even before it's manifested. Um, because he takes his father at his word. And so this is actually, he's not just thanking his father, he's praising his father because he is actually uh, giving, um, acknowledging that his father's good character, his faithfulness. But if on the other hand he says, well, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll tell you thanks when I actually see it. He's expressing a lack of faith there. 
And so the higher kind of thanksgiving is thanking God before you even see it. Based on his promise, based on his good character, you're expressing your faith in God. This is the sacrifice of thanksgiving because often you don't feel like giving that kind of thanks because you, you only feel like it when you, it's actually manifested in your life. But God is more pleased when you offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And this is the thanksgiving in Philippians 4.6. It says, let your requests be made known to God, particularly about the things you're worried about, and do it with thanksgiving. In other words, start thanking God that he's working on that situation, he's going to work it out for you. And so we initially approach God by thanking him for his love and kindness, for hearing us when we pray. We come in a positive attitude. We make our request. Uh, and if we know it's according to his will, then we can start thanking him. Thank you, Lord, you've heard me. You're working on my situation. And so a sacrifice of thanksgiving, thanking him before you see it and feel it, is actually a sacrifice because you're having to deny your flesh. You're having to put your flesh to death, as it were, and you're, you're obeying the voice of your spirit rather than your flesh, because your flesh will only give thanks when it's actually manifested. And so God wants a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You know, the petition itself does not take long to make, but then after that we should abide in a state of thankfulness and thanksgiving. As Hebrews 13 says, let us continually offer a, the sacrifice of praise or thanksgiving to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. That's the sacrifice. Notice it's to his name. It's based on his name, his nature, his character, his faithfulness. And so it says this is a sacrifice of praise. It is an act of praise because praise is declaring the excellency of God's name. You are showing your faith in God's faithfulness. So thanksgiving is to do with what God has done, or is doing, or will do for us. Praise is to do with God's name, who God is in himself. Well, the sacrifice of thanksgiving is, is both thanksgiving and praise. So we come in, to God in prayer, in faith, we believe we receive the promise and we possess it in our heart, then once we know we've, we've received the answer by faith, then we move into thanksgiving. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord. You've given it to me. I have it. And now we trust God to bring it to pass. But our thanksgiving keeps our faith active, trusting in God. Thank you, Lord, for, that you are bringing it to pass by your Spirit. So thanksgiving is also a confession. We confess his name we confess our faith and our confidence that he is bringing it to pass through thanksgiving. So Romans 10 also is something that applies not just to salvation but to all the, the promises. It says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he is Lord over the situation you're praying about, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, in other words he's, he raised him from the dead to provide this for you, then you will be saved. You will receive the wholeness. You will receive the answer to your prayer. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. In other words, you, through faith you come into right standing on the promise. Your foot's on the promise. You possess the promise in your heart. But once you've possessed it in your heart, then it says, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. In other words, unto manifestation. 
And so once we've received something from God in our heart, it's important then to confess or to give thanks for it that God is bringing it to pass in our life. We receive it in our heart and then we confess it unto manifestation, unto salvation. And as we thank God continually, he, his power works to bring it to pass. Well, let's see two things that thanksgiving accomplishes. Number one, it gives us access into God's presence and his grace. You know, when we are ungrateful, we're taking God for granted, and this actually cuts us off from God's presence and the supply of his grace. So it, it isn't flowing to us. But when we give thanks, it opens the gates of God's heart and, that, and causing his grace to be activated and released to flow to us. Uh, and so that thanksgiving opens the gates of God's heart, if you like, and it also opens the gates of our heart to receive his grace. And that's God's prescribed way to enter his presence. Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So do you feel a long way away from God? You've prayed a lot, but you still feel a long way away from God. Perhaps it's because you haven't been approaching him in the way that is prescribed here with thanksgiving and praise. Well, I can't thank God because I don't feel like it. My situation doesn't merit that. No, he wants you to give a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That's the word here, actually. Enter his gates with tauda, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. You can't access closeness to God without praise and thanksgiving. And then he gives three reasons to thank him. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth. And faithfulness endures to all generations. No matter how we feel or how our circumstances are, this is always true. We always have a basis for giving him thanks. Whatever's going on in our life, the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures for all generations. And so then we can praise and thank him, and then thank him, name our blessings one by one, and then thank him for what he will do in our life. Start with what he's done, and then start thanking him by faith for what he will do in your life, and uh, based on his promises, based on his character. What he promised, he will do it. And so that's the first thing. Thanksgiving brings us into the presence of God. And secondly, Thanksgiving unlocks the supernatural miracle working power of God. We see that in the story of the ten lepers in Luke 17, which says that uh, ten lepers met Jesus. And they stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And one, and only one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. So and Jesus answered, well, weren't there ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Literally, your faith has made you whole. What's the difference with this one person who gave thanks? Well, what about the other nine? Well, one of them said, oh, I was getting better anyway. The other one said, I deserve that healing, I had it coming. The other one said, well, he just told me to go, it was my faith that got it. The other one gave glory to the priest. The other one said, oh, I'll probably get worse soon anyway. The other one said, I don't have time to go back to Jesus. 
about the other one said, oh, it's about time God healed me. The other one said, well, it's just a spontaneous remission. And the other one said, he'll just want my money. Only one of them had that attitude of gratitude. And the other's meanness of heart meant that they couldn't receive the fullness of what God had for them. Yes, they were cleansed of that leprosy, that skin disease was cleansed from their body, but what happened to the one who gave thanks? He kept his heart open to the grace of God, and Jesus said that he would be now made whole. Now, in leprosy, you might lose your fingers, you might lose your toes, you might even lose an arm. And let's imagine this leper had lost parts of his body. Not only was he cleansed, but because he gave thanks and kept open to the grace of God, that, that missing arm was, was restored. That missing toe was restored. Whatever was missing was restored. And so when God starts a work in you, give thanks. And that allows him to continue it and complete it and make you completely whole so that everything that you lost will be restored to you. Another example of this is the feeding of the 5,000. It says that Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to his disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and people ate as much as they wanted. And notice the key is that he gave thanks. And as soon as he gave thanks, that opened the door for God's blessing to come upon those loaves and multiply them. And that was the key thing, was the giving of thanks. We see that in verse 23, which says, John, John realized this, because he says, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given him thanks, had given thanks. And so the key that John realized to this miracle was the giving of thanks. That was the key to the release of God's miracle working power. And so as we give thanks, we open the door for God's miracle working power to work in our life. If we don't give thanks, we shut the door. There's a similar example with the raising of Lazarus in John 11. Jesus said in, I thank you, Father, that you have heard me and that you always hear me. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. So notice he had prayed, but he didn't stop with that prayer. He thanked God. He thanked God that he had heard the prayer. And now the power of God was activated. So when he spoke the command, the power of God was released. But I want you to see that the thanksgiving was important. Until we cultivate the habit of thanking God, we will miss out on much of God's supernatural power and grace that he has available to us. Continually give thanks for what he's done for you in your creation, in your salvation, what he's doing for you every day, providing for you, and what he will do for you in bringing your life to fulfillment. Just keep thanking God and you will open the door for the grace of God to flow in your life. I trust that this series on praise, thanksgiving and worship has really inspired you and motivated you to really deepen and increase your praise life with God. And once you see all the amazing things that praise will do for you in your life, uh, and to encourage you in this, I also have a CD series with eight CDs from when I preached on praise in our church. And I would encourage you to, to develop and be further inspired through these eight CDs. And uh, this will uh, in take you to another level in your praise life with God. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. 
You're most welcome to join us at our church services, which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm, at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.